Welcome everybody back to episode 29 of the Emmanuel Pastors podcast. Uh, today um, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, in the survey that we sent out, many people said they like when we have guests. So today we got rid of Theo and uh, we got somebody else. So he is um, well known to many of you. He is loved by all. He is a cat lover. He is a uh, gentleman and a scholar. He is um, a master of, what are you, a master of finance? Uh, data science. Data science? Do you know who we're talking about yet? Oh, yeah. This is the one, the only, Michael Wang. Hey, Michael. Hi. Michael's also a deacon of finance, and he's also a pastoral apprentice, uh, preparing to hopefully be an elder someday as well. So he is a jack of all trades. He is um, graciously our, our guest for today. I'm so excited, Michael. Yeah, me too. You ever been on a podcast before? No, this is my first time. Oh, you hit the big time. You're going to be famous tomorrow morning. Oh, man. More, more famous than I already am. Yeah, yeah. even more. Oh, man. Well, what are we uh, going to talk about together today? Um, we're going to talk about um, personal finance as well as the church's finances or like how to budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we can just see where the conversation goes. Um, it can get maybe as big as money and the purpose of money. But the the idea behind this was, you know, we're having our annual meeting on Sunday, and all the members are voting on a budget. And uh, Theo and I just thought this would be a good chance to talk about that, but then also talk about um, just the concept of budgeting personally and, and, and how we... Um, take care of our personal finances and having a personal budget so um how did you learn about budgeting michael where did you what's your first you know, did your parents make you budget did you when did you start doing that yeah um i don't think my parents had like a strict budget i think they took personal finance pretty seriously like on their like free time they trade stocks and stuff um, they're always talking about like, oh, you should invest in this, you should invest in that. Um, so growing so I up, think you had a, a sense of money is something to take seriously and try to make more of. Um, yeah, I would say that. I would say that like, yeah, I guess from a pretty early age, like, um, well, maybe too much so, but like the importance of money was taught to me. Um, and like, so maybe money, too much so? <laughs> yeah, maybe too much. I think it might be an idol um, okay. for, for them. But uh, yeah, I guess Which, for... That's an important po point to make at the outset, right? Like money so easily becomes an idol, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll probably talk more about this later on, but it's just like, you know, what's the point of um, storing all your money in like a savings account and like you're going to die and maybe you can give it off to your offspring, but like you can't take that money with you into heaven, right? Like it doesn't last... You can't bring it with you. Uh, we're going to end up uh, for a lot longer than your earthly life lifespan. 
right? Mm. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where mm. moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where mm. neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah. Not only that, but, um, like, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Like, right. If you, if it's something that you love, then, like, you're going to do whatever it takes to get more of it. And, right. yeah, maybe that involves, like, working a job that doesn't allow you to, like, fellowship with other people or um, doing um, things that, are, like, put you in morally compromising situations to make more money, right? I'm not saying this is a, you know, like, you can never be rich as a Christian. Right. Um, I'm just saying that, um, yeah, like, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, the stuff at the end of... Um First Timothy is just really rich, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into the world. We can take nothing out of it. If we have food and clothing, we'll be content. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. And then a little bit later he says, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Great great verses on money, right? Yeah. I think uh, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you would say in some ways you were taught an over... Um, maybe an over emphasis on money or a love of money in some way. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I, I understand like where it's coming from. Like for a lot of people who, you know, my parents like immigrated to America and they didn't really have like much going on like financially. So they really had to like make do. Um, finances is kind of seen like as like how you, well, a couple of things. One, like how you can be comfortable in this life, right? Like you can't really like um, live in, I don't know, a nice na neighborhood or like um, you can't really have all the things that you want, like if you don't have enough money for it. Um, but there's also a, an, a, a part of it where it's like status, right? Like I want to make more money than my neighbor. I want to make more money than my like like friends here. Like I want, like there's a, there's a status that like money brings to you as well. And I think, um, yeah, it can be an idol for a lot of people. So how did God work on your heart around money when you became a Christian in the, the years since then? Yeah, um, I think uh, the, the key, key verse for me is whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So mm -hmm. um, everything that I have, all the um, whatever money I have and time and energy, like uh, these are things that I, I want to do for, and want to do, I want to use for God's glory. So um, whether I make, I don't know, a lot of money this year or no money this year, right? Like um, whatever God gives me, this is something that I'm going to use to magnify him. So money becomes not like 
the priority. Money doesn't become like the, the end all be all, but it becomes a tool that I can use to glorify God. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. A tool to glorify God, not your God, mm-hmm. but a tool to glorify God. That's good. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of wisdom to like discern, like, you know, when, when's a like good amount. <laughs> um, it takes a lot of wisdom to discern like, okay, like I want to make more money so that like I can give more, um, but are, do I, do you really just want to get, make more money to make yourself feel better? Um, those are questions yeah. we're always going to have to be asking ourselves, right? And always be sensitive to ways that we can still, even as Christians, uh, we have to keep ourselves from idols, right? And money can keep creeping back into that place in our heart that it shouldn't be in. So money's not God. It's a tool to serve God. And then I think this is where budget comes in. Because that sounds sounds all gray gray and nice, kind of in theory. theory. Um, But then then I think you need a a budget budget as a tool tool for using money as a tool tool to serve serve God and others. Like that, you that that we need. um, If we can't just say money is this tool to to love God and love others without getting practical on how we do that, and I think. I think a, a budget is is the best tool to um, make sure you are managing our fi- our finances effectively in, in the best way. Yeah, yeah, and just to kind of flesh that out a little bit, you know, like um, I think someone could have like the right intentions um, when they like give or when they like use their money to like serve other people, um, but like. How, how do we do, how do we like do these things um, in a more um, kind of like regulated, I guess, or I, I'm not, I'm blanking on the word um, in a more just like main, maintainable way. Mm. Um, right. Like, cause yeah, like maybe I, I feel called to like um, give money to this person that needs it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I don't keep track of my budget <laughs> and then like I, I have no money to like, pay my rent or um yeah maybe i feel maybe i don't feel called but like i should i should um give to other people right like and i might like if i only give when i feel like it right like that that might mean i'll I'll never give at all so i think um you kind of need a tool that will help you um um use money to glorify god in a sustainable way right and that's where the budget comes in yeah i agree um, yeah, another, another uh, good word and concept is stewardship. A steward is someone who's been uh, put in charge of caring for someone else's property or whatever. And that's really what, I mean, our money is not our money. It's, it's God's money, and he's allowing us to manage it for him. Uh, and we're going to give an account for how that we did that. And... Um, and the best way to give an account is to have records that, that you know, like, if God's like, how did you hand my money? I'm like, I don't know. Somehow I came out on the end every month, but I don't know how it happened. Like, uh, that's not a very good account, right? <laughs> but to be a good steward is to keep good books, keep good records, uh, know, know how much is coming in, know how much is going out, know where it's all going. 
Um, that's our responsibility. That's how we handle the money that God's you know, allowed us to have and to use for His glory. That's how we. That's how we handle it responsibly. And so, enter the budget. Right. A budget. I mean, is just a way to account for your money and to kind of plan and know uh, how where it's all going. Um, so you, so have, you have at the top, the top uh, an income, income uh, column. You have your, your different, different revenue, revenue re streams. streams. So, so that might be as simple as just one one job, job that you have. You might have a two-income two home. home. You might have um, a couple different jobs, like a side job on the side or other revenue stream that you do. And you put all that into the top. And then you add that all up. That's what you got to work with. Um, um, and then you figure out how figure to divvy all that up, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, more or less how we budget. Let's pause right there. right there. What about the person? Here's the question I get from a lot of people. It's like I don't know how much I'm gonna. I don't have like a steady income every every week or every month, uh, so I can't budget. What would you say to that person? Yeah, um, I think that's a pretty real problem to be in. Yeah. Right. Um, I think uh, it might take more effort, um, but what you can do is just like put down what you expect to make in that month, and then like um, so. So th there's two two ways that you, you should think about it, right? Like maybe you don't know how much you're gonna make in the coming month, but like on average, like in on the in the past six months, like you bring in I don't know like five thousand uh, dollars a month, or like like yeah let's just say like three thousand dollars a month right yeah um you can use that and calculate okay like uh, this is on average how much I, I i bring in uh month by month and um like make sure that your expenses are below that um in case you know like one month is particularly slow and you don't get any hours or something um so that you have enough like savings to pay pay your rent and all the necessary expenses um yeah and the other kind of piece of advice I would give is like, um, yeah, maybe you don't, maybe you have a good idea of what um, your schedule is like this coming month and maybe it's like really slow. And like maybe there are items that are discretionary that you can um, choose to cut back on um, so that you don't, yeah, just blow through your savings. Yeah, it can be tricky, um, especially, yeah, college students or people just kind of getting established. But I, I still think it's beneficial to try your best to give a, a, a conservative estimate. Um, you know, maybe some months you're going to make more, uh, some months or less. But what's a, what's a kind of a, a good conservative average of um, what I think I can come in, bring in each month, and then try to make a budget off of that and, and see if you can make that work. And it's going to be eye-opening. It may show you, like, Wow, there's just no way I can do that. I cannot put a roof over my head and food on the table for this amount of money. And that's going to be an incentive to say I got to go make more money somehow. I I have to I have to work more hours. I got to pick up more shifts. I got I got to um, look for a different job. Like it, it kind of helps you see the situation as it is instead of just kind of hoping and guessing that it might work out. You know. Um, but let's assume let's most assume people most have a, have a some, they somewhat, somewhat know, know kind of what their, their salary is going to be 
for this year. This year. What's then What's the next, the next step, step after you, after you, you put that on, put that on the, the, in the ledger. And I think an Excel spreadsheet is a fine way to do that or Google spreadsheet. Um, What's the next, What's the next step? step? Yeah. Um, so I use Mint uh, just because it Mint by Intu Intuit just because yeah. it automatically like you can categorize things and um, is it is a bit like faster to do that? Um, yeah, it's a great. But tool. sorry, mint dot com. Um, mint, yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I think. The, the next step for um, kind of like where Michelle and I are at, both of us um, have uh, steady income, um, is kind of see like, okay, like here are the expenses that I have to pay, right? Like I have to um, pay my mortgage to my, to my house. I have to, um, you know, eat <laughs> like, like at, at minimum, right? Like if I never eat out, like I have to buy groceries every week. Um, and mm -hmm. um, well, this is a bit more of a reality when we went to work, but I have to like um, have, have some way to get to work, right? So um, for us, we okay. um, so took the bus or took CTA. Um, and yeah, so, so I, I guess I would categorize these things as like necessities. Oh, um, I also forgot, uh, but also offering to church, right? Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that in, in a little bit, but um, yeah, just, well, just can I just say like something living. right there really fast? Yeah. I just, I just, I just think it's important that that is the first thing, that is, the first uh, is that you, that giving is a percentage of your income that comes off the top at the beginning, like the immediately when you get your paycheck, you take that percentage and, and you have to figure out what that is between you and God. Um, I often say like 10% is kind of a good rule of thumb but there's no law there god loves a cheerful giver and each person um has to decide in his own heart not reluctantly or under compulsion um but then that percentage just skims right off the top you don't wait to see if you have money at the end of the month left to give you you do it at the beginning and that's just in your budget at the as the next item right after um your incomes yeah, we can talk more about that, but I, I just think that's important to put up there. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, so yeah, I guess after you um, consider your like ne necessary expenses, then you can kind of consider like, okay, what's discretionary, right? Like, how often do I want to eat out per month? Um, how much shopping do I want to do each month? Um, yeah, like whatever, um, like kind of God has blessed you with, and um, you think is wise. Um, like you know, obviously not in um, indulgence, um, but also like not in a way that like is so Spartan that like you know you can't enjoy like the things that God has made and yeah. can't. And that's like, the blessing of a, of a budget, right? Is that it actually frees you up to not feel guilty to spend money. It's like oh, mm -hmm. it's in my budget. I can go out to eat. You know, this amount of times every month I can. I can spend this much on clothing because it's I've I've calculated it all. It all adds up, and I'm 
I'm, I'm still in the black, you know? <coughs> um, mm-hmm. And so it's a real great freedom. I think a lot of people just say, I'm just going to live as frugally as I possibly can. And a lot of those people just live under a constant sense of guilt. They sometimes will just splurge because they can't take it anymore. They feel like they deserve it. And then they're, then they're, then they're trying to feel, you know, get out of the guilt feeling of that spending. Whereas if you have a budget and you live in it, then you, there's a lot of freedom and joy there. And you, you know what you can do and what you can't. Yeah. And I would just say, like, if anyone feels like, like, they have a budget, but like, you know, oh, like, it's, they, they treat it as like, a hard limit that I can't go over, like, I don't know, like, um, $100 of eating out a month, right? Um, I would just say, like, yeah, um, maybe it's something that, like, you can use as a soft limit. And like, if you um, go over by a little bit, like, you can make it up in the next month or something. Mint is helpful for that? Like, Mint will carry things over from month to month? Um, it will show like the the trend of your like spending versus your budget, so you can kind of visually see what's going on. Okay, I I think the way I have mine set up, I can I can say I can see like oh you underspent by you know thirty dollars last month in this category, and now you can choose to have that roll over into the next month. Oh, nice. Um, Mint is also helpful if you're starting out to make your budget. If if you'll for a few months just categorize everything in Mint. Um, then you can go and kind of see, like, I don't know how much I should put for groceries, right? Oh, okay, Mint helps me see over the last three months, I've been spending $747 every month on groceries on average. So I'm going to make my grocery budget $750. And then I'll, I'll check it in six months and see, oh, man, I've been, I've, I've been either blowing through that or I haven't been spending that much. I can rearrange it and tweak it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk more about giving now? Sure. sure. Yeah. So you got um, your income. Mm-hmm. You got to slice. You got to skim off the top your your percentage of giving, and then what's left you have to divvy up between all your other necessities. Uh, so what do you want to say about giving? Um, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> I would just echo um, what, what you've already said, which is that, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. 10% is like a good kind of like starting point to see how much uh, you want to give. Um, um, but I, I would also just say like, yeah, um, I think some of the wisdom that I've heard about this is like give until it hurts, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm just, I don't know, if I make like, uh, $500 million a year and I can give like a million dollars here and there freely, right? Like <laughs> that's not really like, um, it's not really that much in comparison or like it's not as much as I can like afford, right? Um, so I would just say, yeah, like um, we should we should give until it hurts. But I guess another question maybe we can ask is why, why give, right? Like, um, why, why not just that, like, the high earners of the church, um, wherever they are, like, uh, do do that part? And, uh, like, maybe I can just serve. <laughs> maybe I can just, like, um, serve and volunteer. Is that a question for me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think of the, the widow's mite that she gave more than all the others. Um 
it's it's really the matter of the heart and and being a um, a good steward. I, I I don't know. I don't see any of the finances of the church. I really don't know how that works, but. I mean, I, I know I, other places that depend on people's gifts often say that, you know, a lot of their budget really does come from the people who give this, the faithfully just the small amounts, not the huge corporations that give large endowments or whatever. Um, and so just a whole lot of people, it's just a cool thing about a church is that a whole lot of people just faithfully giving a, the percentage of their church, of their income to the church is what keeps the church going. So that's a cool thing. Um, but that everybody, yeah, everybody has to to give. Like that's that's one of the ways that you keep money from being your god. I mean, if you're tight-fisted on that and trying to spend it all on yourself or save it for yourself or fearful that it's if if I give then I won't have enough, it's kind of it's uh, it's showing that there's some disproportionate sense that money has in your heart, and a way that you just put you know put the sword to that and just slay that idol is by giving away giving money, away money. <laughs> yeah. uh, give, give away to the, to the local church, give away to other missionaries on top of that, uh, give away to just have other, I mean, we have a category of church giving, we have a category of, of um, other ministries, you know, when people ask if they're raising funds to go overseas or um, Wheaton College calls and says, can you give money, like we have that budgeted in. And then we have another have gift another budget gift that's, that's gifts for gifts birthdays, birthdays um, or just, just somebody that we know and love had a death in the family. We want to give them, you know, a hundred dollar um, flower arrangement, you know, that comes out of that budget. So we're just giving money, just freely, generously um, giving. That all has to be budgeted and that doing that um, is a way to just put the ax at the root of the love of money. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, it sounds like, um, you know, you have like these categories of uh, what to give to, right? Like the local church, uh, missionaries, and um, like gifts to friends. Um, yeah, like um, I think um, giving to the local church is probably the most important out of those because um, yeah, it's, it's the church that you've covenant with, covenanted with. It's the church that you um, are investing in um, as a member. And yeah, I, I guess just another bit about that, right? Like um, we give not because we give not because like um, yeah, we want to like this person to pay us back financially, right? Like <laughs> if I give money to the church, I don't necessarily like give get any of the money back, but uh, we want to. Um, give to the local church as it's God's vehicle to advance his kingdom on earth. And um, I guess you can think of it in terms of like a, re a reward that you'll, a return that you'll get in heaven. Um, huh. We might not be able to see like, you know, the fruits of our giving um, like immediately, right? Like I guess I can, I can think of like the facade, right? Like that we, um, yeah, that's one of the bigger projects that we've done at huh. church with, um, our offering um that's our income and yeah maybe right now we don't see like well <laughs> right now we can't ha robustly have a ton of visitors um but we're, we're hoping and praying that like with just like a new face and with um a more of an updated building that isn't falling apart um yeah that wouldn't be a distraction to people so it's kind of like these things that we've, we're choosing to invest in the kingdom um 
mm-hmm. not necessarily like get a financial return back for ourselves. <coughs> yeah, so we can turn to, to that. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about personal budgets before we talk about how the church spends its money? Um, um, yeah, I'm just looking through. I'm looking through my budget right now. Yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but uh, what do you think about uh, the the fire movement? Financially independent, retire early. Um, I'm not sure if I'm totally familiar with it. I yeah, it's um, from, I'm not like an expert on this either, but um, I guess the idea is to like make a lot of money in your like young younger days, or like so you can retire uh, before you're 65. Mm-hmm. Um, did a quick Google search on it and says um, they believe it's possible to retire some sometime in your 30s and 40s. Yeah. Um, I read a book about, uh, it's called The 4-Hour Workweek. I read this yeah. many, many years ago. Um, I don't know. There, I think there's probably some in, helpful tips in there. But it seemed, at least this guy's, what his idea was, but you, you know, live spartanly, invest really well, and then you can retire when you're 30 and go do, live your life for yourself, you know. Two things that were wrong with that that immediately come to mind is one, the goal is to live for yourself. (laughs) That's not God, living for God. The second one was it also kind of demeans the value of work as if it's something to really try to stop doing as soon as you can. Or um, So I I don't know. But but maybe the general principle here is is investing well and saving like that. Saving and an investment needs to be a, a, a good chunk of your budget um, so that you can be prepared for the future when you can't work or can't can't work as much or want to work on other things that are still have value and dignity but maybe aren't um, you don't need to be remunerated for something like that yeah yeah I think uh, that's a um, previous summary yeah, definitely watch out for these idols. But I think um, the last bit of piece of advice I would give for uh, personal finances: invest um, early as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a checking account, right? Like if your money is just sit- sitting in your checking account, like it doesn't make any money. Right. You put it in a savings account, which makes um, <laughs> interest rates are really Not low much. right now, but right. like 06 percent yeah. each year. Right. And um, if depending <clears throat> on on how, how how much risk you're willing to take. You can either buy like an index, like just buy the S and P five hundred, and when that goes up, your money goes up. Um, or buy like individual stocks, right? Like those have more upside potential. Like they can go up faster, and probably, yeah, they can go up faster. But like obviously, they have more downside potential as well, right? They can go crash down a lot faster. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, these are things that. that sounds um, good. I think everyone should, uh, if they have the resources and time and energy and appetite too like they can definitely um research some of these things for themselves right (coughs) right so the different types of savings so at the end of your budget it needs to even out so your your um, total income needs to even and match your your total spending and that will um in 
have parts of it that'll be savings. Some of it, you need to make sure you have a, a rainy day fund, at least to three months liquid that you could you could survive if you had no income for three months. And so if you don't have a, a bank account that you could get, you could access that money, you know, right away that has that much in it, then you need to really start budgeting monthly to pad into that. Once that's full, then uh, you have to also be saving in other things, life insurance, uh, Roth IRAs, um, other kinds of investments. Make sure you have um, disability coverage. Make sure you have um, all your debt paid off. That's another part of budgeting is really rigorously setting aside money to, to get all your debt gone. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's I'm much sure more there's we could talk, talk about with this. If, if this is all this like is all, like, overwhelming to you or new to you, uh, please come uh, talk please to us. Talk We'd love to like actually sit down, yeah. get into the weeds of it with you, and and help you kind of do this. There's no shame in that. In fact, it's that's the point of this whole podcast right here. <laughs> yeah, have people doing that and really know all, where their money's going from, what their big picture financial situation is, and that they're they're allocating their money wisely. Yep, yep. Okay, so, okay, so uh, everybody gives, uh, gives to the church. the church. Now the church has the church to be has responsible to be with that money. You want to talk through, you know, how you as the deacon of finance think about the church budget and how we should all think about it together? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I think uh, one really helpful passage for for this is uh, Matthew twenty five, uh, verse fourteen to thirty, and it's the parable of the talents and. Um, I guess um, I think most of us know know what it is, but as a summary, um, one master is going to long journey. He told his three servants to um, invest his invest his money, um, and he gave one ten talents, ten uh, ten like coins basically. He gave one five coins and another like one one coin. Uh, sorry, and another two coins and another one coin. Sorry, sorry. So five, two, one. Um, and the one with five talents um, invested in, got back another five. The one with two invested in, got back another two. But the one um, dug, dug the money into the ground and hid it. Mm-hmm. And um, to each of the servants that invested the money, the one that got five and two, the master said, um, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, you have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Uh, but to the one, right, um, the the person that hid his money, the, he said, um, "Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours." But his master answered him, "You wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I reap where I had not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bl- with bankers. And am I coming? I should have received what was my own with interest." So take talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Um, so I think a, a few few principles here, right? Like the master, um, he gives his talent. He gives like different allocations of uh, money to like his different servants, and we're called to be uh, to be faithful over it. And it's not like um, like we're giving money to or like we're using God's money like. Um, for a bad God, right? Like, it's not like he's not going to mm-hmm. take care of us or watch over us or give us what's right. bad for us. But What do you believe um, about God's heart? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you, do you believe that, like, 
God will take care of you. Um, if it, whether, do you believe that God will take care of you? And with that belief, right? Like, can, can you freely give the money for, for God's glory? And um, that, that, um, that applies both to like personal finance, but also just uh, what we choose to do as a church, right? Like, are we, uh, when we set, set our church budget, like um, I projected 240,000 in general offering, right? Am I, am I gonna try to hoard that up as much as we can for a church to uh, make sure like, you know, we, we have like um, even more of a rainy day fund or um, live, in, live in fear of the future? Yeah. No, right. Like, I think we want to um, budget with an attitude that says, "Okay, like, here's here's the money that God has given us. Let's uh, find wise ways to use it and yeah. invest in His kingdom." Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, part of I, I mentioned this earlier, but part of that is the facility rehab, right? Like, we spent one hundred twenty-five thousand, one hundred fifteen thousand this year on um, updating our facade. So far. Um, so yeah. So far. We're trying to maybe do a, a um, because we have ten thousand left in the budget. Um, we're thinking, you know, we have permission to use that. So, what would be a good way to do that? We're looking at maybe getting a, a new furnace that has a special uh, virus killer apparatus on it. it. Would be a good investment right now. Yeah, that sounds way out of my league. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll have the deacon of facilities yeah. on to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah and um you know a, a big portion of our um like our expenses is giving uh, so we give yeah. uh 32,544 545 to uh international missionaries we are supporting a few local missionaries um um and we give to some of just these parachurch parachurch organizations that have helped us out like um C CMBA and Nine Marks um, we also want to um, just gener generously pay our pastors, um, Nathan's uh, Nathan and Theo, and um, yeah, we like. Um, I think the attitude for for me for that is you know pastors are worthy of double honor. Right? Like, I don't want to to have finances be an issue for our pastors and like as much as we can. Right? Like, we want to provide them like. Um, as much as much as we can, we want to provide them a lifestyle such that like finances isn't a worry. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I think. Right. Yeah. I guess how how we set our budget. I think um, it reveals what we think about God. There's obviously um, just kind of day to day things like the administration budget that like you can't really like live without like. <laughs> ideally these are things that like you can cut down on the cost as much as possible but um i guess another word on admin is right like we can have the church um one one really like wise principle that um, a book that nathan and i read together is uh, budgeting for for a healthy church by jamie dunlop uh one really healthy one really like helpful principle is like would you rather like have church members volunteer and you know do the cleaning um like um what else do we need volunteers for um do i don't know all, all the paperwork or like do all the mm -hmm. um like accounting stuff right like would you rather have like church members volunteer and do that or would you rather pay for software uh, that can pay for software and just like other people to um take that away so that our church can 
focus on um, the, the Great Commission and, and spreading and uh, furthering God's kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. um, so one way, one, some of the ways that we've kind of applied that is right. Like instead of having our church church uh, members volunteer and come clean, we we pay um, LAD like weekly to come clean for us. Mm -hmm. um, it was monthly, uh, but now because of COVID, we just want to make sure things are clean. So we're paying her weekly. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, right, like... Um, to bless her, too, actually. Yeah. And for for me, um, yeah, um, when I took this over, it was a lot of um, the budgeting at church was pretty manual. Um, it was a lot of, like, Excel. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I just... Um, I found a pretty good deal for QuickBooks, so I... You're, I, I you're think good at automation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spiritual um, gift. <laughs> We're paying uh, $20, $20 a month for QuickBooks um, just to like quickly categorize things. And so I have to manually enter fewer things. So um, yeah, these are kind of like helpful things that um, we want to do with our budget so that we free up our members to um, yeah, love each other and love our neighbors. That's good. Yeah, that's good insight. And I, I think just looking at the, the church budget can be a helpful tool for you personally uh, to know that, to, to think through how to wisely steward money. And so you can use that as, in some ways, like a, a model for your own personal budget. So anything else? It's been good having you on, man. It's been practical but also theological, also theological, the theology behind, theology behind the practical. practical. Um, yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is fun. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, so look at that church budget. You're going to vote on it on Sunday. Make sure you have a personal budget. Um, sure and we would budget. love to help you with that. And all of it is so that money is not is our, so God. It's it's our God. It's a tool to glorify God. And... Um, mm -hmm. Budgeting is the tool to help us do that. Um, cool. And if you have any other questions about anything, Michael is a good resource, or I'd be glad to talk to you. Yep. All right, man. Well, <coughs> thanks again. We'll probably have you on again some other time for something else, all right? <laughs> Think about that topic. Like how to <clears throat> how to tame a cat, something like that. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I don't know how uh, cat tricks translate to podcast, but uh, I can describe how I taught my cat her tricks. All right, we got another episode. Okay, thanks everybody. Talk to you later. Bye.